But first she must know the science behind the show, she says. How do lesbians have sex? She asked me, how do lesbians have sex? She understood how two guys do, but how do lesbians have sex? Hey everyone, welcome back to Sex Swingers episode number 51. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rachel. Uh, we want to, uh, first off, just say thank you so much for uh, all the comments, both uh, public and private, that we received regarding episode 50. It definitely wasn't an easy one, but all your positive feedback, you know, solidifies the reason why we did it. And like I said, we weren't initially, you know, sure why we should talk about something so personal, but everything we've received just really lets us know that it was it was important to do. So thank you so much. Well, and sadly, some messages we received and texts from friends also, they had similar experiences. It hurts our heart a lot to hear our friends having gone through that pain and everything, but that was also part of the reason for us doing this episode, to let others know they mm-hmm. aren't alone. And you're not. Yeah, and you can reach out to us. We're obviously not certified therapist or anything. You do not want to certify me at all. <laughs> Hi. But uh, no, all you know, all kidding aside, there are there are things you can do to, to you know talk to people. So let us know. But we've uh, actually been super dorks lately. Yeah, for real. We have been very good with the social distance. We haven't really done much lifestyle related anything. No, we've been lame since March. We finally decided to venture to Orlando at the beginning of August to visit the incredibly amazing Casual Swingers. Oh, they are so amazing. We met them back in Secrets and... In January. Yeah. And as soon as we saw them, we're like, these are just two amazing people. Yeah. They, they, you know, we said, all right, we're going to be, you know, we've been super dorks. We've been, you know, socially distanced and quarantining. And they said, all right, we're going to do two weeks. And we said, all right, we're going to meet up. And we're going to hang out. And we did it. <laughs> and, oh my God, was that the best hugs from both of them? Like, ever? Seriously. It, the it, world's best hugs. When you haven't... I, I like the compression of, you know, someone hugging me. And, like, hugging, you know, Mickey was, like, so good. <laughs> that awesome bear hug. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Because we hadn't touched anyone since uh, March. And what about hugging Mallory? Eh, whatever. It's okay. <laughs> eh, she's all right. Well, we didn't just hug Mallory. We gave her, we gave her a couple kisses, I think. We <laughs> did. It was wonderful to see them. It was <laughs> fucking amazing. They're incredible people. And not only did we get to see them, we got greeted by their giant friendly dogs. <laughs> I was just loving on the doggies. They were just adorable, adorable pups. We actually left Piper at home because they have three giant dogs, and we thought that she would be Scooby Snacks. Oh, she'd definitely be a Scooby Snack. <laughs> I, I was almost a Scooby Snack. I, I think they outweighed me. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were giant. <laughs> <laughs> so it's awesome because, like, you know, when you have big group settings, there's a lot of other people around. And it was fun just having, like, me and Rach and Mickey Mallory. And we ended up just talking so much and hanging out and chatting. And, like, Mickey made, like, the most amazing steak ever. Oh, Thank my you. God. I would have Mickey's meat over and oh. over. <laughs> he can put his meat in my mouth anytime. <laughs> that was, yeah, by far, I think, the best steak we've <laughs> ever had. It was so good. But we just ended up, like, chatting and hanging and, and having the best time. We, we never played. And, you know, it was a little different because the kids were there. So Right. The you kids, know, and then little... they had other friends visit. They did, yeah. So, we're you know, we're just trying to be, like, respectful. But, honestly, like we say, it's not about always play. It's about... Just that openness and, the, and the, the friendships and the connections. Hanging around with Mickey and Mallory, I don't know, somehow the conversation transitioned to talking about sex toys. Shocker. And it had been my birthday the weekend before. So Tiff had not officially bought me a birthday gift. And she's like, oh, this is the perfect opportunity to <laughs> get Rachel not only a gift, but also to orgasm. I was excited. <laughs> So Mickey just brought out these two toys that he's like, these are toys that are new from, I think the company is called WeVibe. These are toys that are Bluetooth enabled. So they're very quiet. You can wear them discreetly out to a restaurant and be able to let your partner control the toy. One was a magnetic one that went in your panties that was a clit vibrator. And the nice thing about that is you can move it to where your clit is. Because if you just buy vibrating panties, it's not necessarily going to hit you where where you want it to hit. And that can kind of be awkward to kind of maneuver it and put it exactly where you want. (laughs) And this one you can adjust. So that was pretty awesome. I personally, while I love clit simulation, I like the the combo. I love (laughs) a little 
internal stimulation. So he, the other one that he showed us was like a bulbous shape, kind of similar to the field dough, the bulb as you insert it. Mm-hmm. And so it hits your G spot. And that one also had like a tentacle that came out, <laughs> that came out from it that teased your clit a little bit. Well, this one was fun because the, you had the uh, the iPhone app where you can give someone the code and they can they can adjust you know the, the pulse or the you know the the power of it. But also, Mickey was like, you know, it's a fun game. As you get all the women or men, whoever want to wear them, you know, insert them, and then y'all go out to dinner and you exchange remote controls because it does also have just remote control you can use within maybe a, I don't know six foot range or whatever. And you just let everyone just you know zap away. Nope, nobody knows whose control they have. You don't know who you are uh, pleasing at the moment. I was like, that is such a fun thing. Because mm. this one isn't so much the Wii vibe that you got. It's not so much like, you know, vibrator. It's more of a teaser. And it's a really cool thing that Rach has been enjoying. Yeah, it, it was like the slow buildup. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally exploded... It was yeah. fucking awesome. And that's so hot because, like, in the episode we're going to talk about, like, public sex or, you know, getting turned on in public. And this is, like, an awesome toy for that. Just, like, kind of turn yourself on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we have many, many plans for this toy. Yeah. Little did so you th- know, Mickey. So thank you, darling. <laughs> You're and welcome. Thank, and thank you, Mickey and Mallory. Happy birthday. And if you want to get a 20% discount off of what? toys... Head to Casual Toys and use the code FSU. Fuck Fuck shit up. Or if you're a Knowles fan, it could be, I guess, uh, Florida State University. But yeah, we prefer fuck shit up. So yeah, go to casualtoys.com and check it out. So baby, what else did we do in August? Well, we were honored to take part in a virtual podcast of Palooza. Unfortunately, you know, South Florida, with all this COVID shit, we weren't able to actually have a live in-person hotel takeover. I, we were so looking forward to it. You know, we love the cruises, the giant, you know, 3,000, 6,000 people cruises. But with PCAP, I love the fact that it was going to be more intimate mm-hmm. uh, gathering of people. Uh, so we thought it'd be so badass. But unfortunately, with all the shit going on, we had to go virtual. But I was really happy about it because it was just, it was so much fun. It was just educational and funny and informative and, you know, just like so much lifestyle content that was going on. It really was. You know what? I think it was just what we needed. It was amazing to see Mickey and Mallory and then to have this a few weeks later just kind of put Mm -hmm. us back in the happy space of Mm -hmm. being around like-minded folks and it made my heart happy. But let me talk about the event. It was a full weekend, so it was Friday to Sunday and it was full of educational and funny content and the seminars ranged from sexy yoga to planning the perfect lifestyle house party. Hey, monogamish. (laughs) (laughs) And dealing with jealousy. What What were some of the other ones? It was, um, Tiff was passed out, so, I don't know. <laughs> well, ours With was... my vagina on her face? Yeah. Ours was interesting, because uh, Kate from Swinging Down Under, who's coordinated this masterpiece, uh, she actually asked us, and Bed Hoppers and the Joneses the, from... Yeah. We Got a Thing. So our seminar was on scarcity versus abundance, abundance and, you know, and lifestyle. And I'm glad she gave that assignment to us, because I didn't know what it meant. And we had to start researching it. And it, it ended up being a really interesting thing because it, it actually enlightened me on stuff that I didn't even know I was doing. It, yeah, it was an absolutely fascinating topic. And we had so much fun being part of the panel. I feel like they're like, um, maybe we shouldn't have put the Hoppers and the Sapphics and the Joneses together because we're just, we can get too silly sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Joneses might be a little more serious because they are very educational. My <laughs> only complaint about the entire thing is we didn't have more time. I know there was a bunch of questions in the chat window that we didn't even get to talk about or answer. I thought it was a lot of fun because people could actually ask questions as we were talking and and chatting. And so I was looking at the panel and trying to see what was going on. yeah, there was. We could have talked for hours, like, and it was it was kind of a new topic for us. So I would have, you know, I would like to have more input. But you know, it's what you can do. Like, had we been live, it would have been the same. It would have been an hour long panel, but just awesome job. And it was. So much fun. Like, we were looking forward to it. Swing Fashions came over. Uh, Jane from Swing Fashions. And 
and we hung out. Yeah. And, you know. In case you missed out on the virtual PCAP in August, there's another opportunity to join the fun with an event in January 2021. Go check out podcast-a-palooza.com. And we want to give a huge fucking shout out to Kate from Swing It Down Under for all the amazing planning and hosting and coordination of this event. Because that fucking took a lot of work. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially with all the pandemic stuff. She just coordinated also perfectly. Well, since 2020 has been a total lifestyle cock block, we haven't been doing much aside from Netflix, puzzles, and gardening. (laughs) Really? We've been really into gardening. (laughs) (laughs) And composting. Oh, God. Email us if you want to talk gardening. But because of that, we don't have any fun lifestyle stories to retell, but we thought we'd talk about fantasies. So we posted on Twitter about this topic, and our friends at Swing Fashion said their fantasy was to just be able to go to the club, the Swinger Club, dance, talk, and hang out in the back room. It was funny that they posted that, because I was when we were talking about this topic, that's the first thing I said. My fantasy at the moment is to be able to go to trapeze <laughs> and just feel safe and, and not have like any restrictions and not Hell worry yeah. about being close to you know so many people because it would be impossible to go to a club and not be hugging and kissing and doing whatever and building in close proximity. Oh, if we were going to a club, a thousand right. percent that's going to I would have to feel safe about doing it. And no judgment to those that are, are still going out there and doing stuff. We see people going to various places in Florida or, or wherever across the U.S. And that's fine. If, if you feel comfortable at this moment, rock on. Just you know, be safe as you can. If you Please, please be as safe as you can. Uh, but yeah, that's our fantasy. But we thought we'd, we'd jump into some more serious ones than just us going to the club that we go to every Saturday night. <laughs> Wait, so you mean you want us to have a little structure to this podcast? Oh, God, that would just be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, for a change, let's let's do a little structure. So we did we did some research and compiled the most common sexual fantasy categories. Mm-hmm. And that it can be limitless possibilities for fantasies. I mean... From, you know, the smallest thing to, you know, cutting someone's toenails, you know, that sounds awkward, to, like, a lot of people are like, I just want to have a threesome. You know, we, we researched some of the stuff on forums, like, people are like, oh, yeah, I want to have, you know, two women and, and me and whatever. And so it could be so many different things. And we're going to interject some examples. Um, and you will undoubtedly think that we could have put some of these things in multiple categories. And that's absolutely true. Um, so if you disagree with us, please send all your hate mail to average swingers at yahoo.com. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding, Angie and Jay. We love you. <laughs> they are fantastic. If you don't listen to average swingers, you are doing it wrong. Close this podcast right now and click on them. Just kidding. Don't do that either. So as we're going through the categories, we're going to interject some fantasies that we have ourselves. and also, Which there's a lot of. Uh, the list is growing and growing. We also asked some friends on Twitter, some content creators and their listeners to, to, to send us some. We thought it'd be fun if we plugged them in there but didn't say who submitted them. We're not going to say who submitted them, but then we're going to post on Twitter a poll and let you all guess. Yeah, we thought it'd be kind of fun to do that, so you can try and guess <laughs> whose fantasies they are. I kind of like how some of them came in, they're like, oh, to be with two lesbians from Fort Lauderdale. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Did we add those to the... No, that was a little obvious. Yeah. Because they were, they were actually directly on Twitter. So we, got, we were just using ones that were direct messages so that nobody knows who they are. So a few thoughts on sexual fantasies. Uh, we found this really great article by Gabrielle Cassell, K-A-S-S-E-L-L, which we'll post uh, in our show notes to give credit. It was an interesting grouping of fantasies. So we're going to use that as a reference because, uh, again, there's, so, there's such a broad topic of, of what you could do and categorize them in. Let's kick it off with something that should be obvious when it comes to fantasies. You know what? They're fucking normal. No, you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> there can be shame or embarrassment associated with having fantasies, but there shouldn't be. We all have them. Yeah, let's stop there. I mean, first of all, you know, saying something is normal or not normal, that's so subjective. Mm-hmm. But for us, we think it's absolutely okay and normal, you know, quote unquote normal to have fantasies. I mean, even if they're not sexual, like I have weird fantasies about like, you know, I'm a awesome football player. I don't know. It's just kind of fun. I'd be like awesome female football player. Woohoo! How cool would that be? I thought you have fantasies about Fallout. For- oh God, I have so many Fallout fantasies. Also, side note, did you know there's a TV show about Fallout? I did not. I just found this out on Friday. Yeah, totally nerd now. That's something that you can do when I am masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> that is my masturbation materials, Fallout TV shows. It's my new thing. So we'd love for it to be normalized, just like anything in life, along with, you know, non-monogamy. And 
feel like it's okay to talk about. And, you know, for us, lifestyle kind of made it, us feel more open to talking about stuff, you know, with each other. I don't know how much we talked about fantasies before we got in lifestyle or if we ever did. No. Our entire lifestyle journey has really opened our communication mm-hmm. channels mm-hmm. and that is in, included fantasies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it should, it should just be normalized, I think, just like lifestyle should. And we came across a uh, sex coach named Gigi Engel, and she wrote uh, a book called All the Fucking Mistakes. <laughs> I love she was fucking in her, in her title. That's awesome. All the Fucking Mistakes, A Guide to Sex, Love, and Life. And she put fantasies into three categories. So those categories are those we keep to ourselves, mm-hmm. those we share with our partners to s- turn up the steaminess in the bedroom, <laughs> and those we actually want to try in real life. I mean, there's ones that I... I maybe haven't shared with you and think about, but mm-hmm. I don't, it's because I don't, I never want to do it. So if I don't want to do it, then I'm probably not going to share it with you. Huh. I didn't actually know that. See, you learn something every time. <laughs> and I imagine some might start as, you know, just ones you keep to yourselves and evolve into, now I feel comfortable sharing with your partner and then maybe progress into wanting to try in real life or, you know, you just want to talk about it and not progress any, any further than that. So it's, uh, I thought it was kind of, kind of a cool uh, categorization of just them, you know, fantasies in general. It's it's funny that you said you have ones in your, your head you haven't talked about. I, I do have a new one that I haven't shared with you yet. <laughs> Usually when I work out, I'm just thinking about stupid shit. So I'm like, you know, trying to distract from the pain I'm going through of our workout. So I start thinking about fantasies. <laughs> well, I thought I was looking around at all the hot girls at our gym. Yeah, there was too. kind of a cutie there this morning. Well, speaking of gym, <laughs> one of my very first fantasies this is pre-lifestyle. This is very early in Tiff in our relationship. We started working out together, and I remember seeing Tiff, was it the leg press machine? Mm-hmm. And this is this was like in, in the we can't keep our hands off each other phase, and I was just like looking at you, and you looked so fucking hot. I just wanted to jump on you right there on that machine. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think you wanted to ride my quad. You had, a, you had something about my quad that you want to do bad things to. <laughs> I did. Because sometimes you still do that. Like, you know, after you've had a couple orgasms, you'll, you know, I'll tense up my quad and you'll, you'll hump my, my leg, which is pretty awesome. Uh, and I'll put a pillow underneath. Just pro tip, put, put a pillow underneath. <laughs> and, and interestingly, that was always one of my fantasies, but we've never actually lived that out because... When I think about it, I'm kind of a germaphobe. So maybe it's one of the better uh, category twos, you know, you want to just talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no, the thought of it gets me super wet and riled up. <laughs> but I mean, if, if we can have a controlled environment and wipe down all of the equipment and pick who is around us when we do this, then then I'm all about it. <laughs> well, it's funny. We were at uh, some friend's house for New Year's Eve a couple years ago, and they were having an awesome house party. And they had a home gym. And she's a listener as well. It's so cute. I'm pretty sure they required everyone to listen to us before they got entry. <laughs> those, those poor people. I'm so sorry. So she's like, oh, look, you can do your gym fantasy, Rachel, <laughs> at their home gym. It was so cute. I was like, oh. Well, I think we have to go back there. That would be a perfect spot to do it. All right. So you'd be down for that one? Yes. Yeah. All right. But do I have to actually be working out? Because, you know. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> I, was hoping, I was hoping to get out of that. Yeah, that's really cute. We'll definitely go see them again. That's awesome. People actually... This this kind of ties us into the, the first category we're going to talk about for fantasies, and that's a multiple partner or non-monogamy. And they actually talked to us about how they got into lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And they, they were two people that sat down, and I forget how many years ago that, that this occurred. And they said, let's just write out our biggest fantasies. And each of them individually wrote stuff out and sat down and talked about it. And I don't remember all the exact details, and I'd love to interview them sometime because they're not only fantastic people, but they have a great story with lifestyle stuff. But that was kind of a cool way that they that they got into the lifestyle was just talking about their fantasies. And she's like, oh, maybe I want to be with you know, a woman or multiple people or whatever it is. And what a cool way to just you know, kind of figure out the cross-section of what you know, you, you were fantasizing about what, you know, your partner's fantasizing about. Well, and also to open, open that communication without any barriers at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't, you're not assigning any rules to anything. You're not like actually figuring out how things are playing out. You're just sharing mm-hmm. what, what is going to arouse you, what's going to turn you on, what's going to get your juices flowing. That's a great point. Yeah. There's nothing, you're not saying, you know, I necessarily want to do this. Right. This, this could be, you know, the moving from, from, you know, step one to step two, where you're just internalizing it to sharing it with your partner and seeing if that something that arouses them as well just because just talking about it can definitely be sexy 
uh, and finding out, okay, well, that's not going to work for me, but let's maybe try, you know, that one. Let's try number five. (laughs) (laughs) And that has something to do with boots in your butt or something. I don't know what what number five is. Uh, But that was a really cool uh, way to that I've heard about that people have gotten in. Uh, But I would imagine, you know, multi-partner non-monogamy is kind of the first steps that people take to getting into the lifestyle. You know, this, you know, it it might get a little romanticized. I think like in my mind, like all the fantasy stuff, like it all works out perfectly. Like it all just flows so wonderfully. And there's, you know, there's, there's no hiccups or no speed bumps. And, you know, I'd say if you haven't done anything in the lifestyle, just have reasonable expectations Mm -hmm. because those fantasies, yeah, they're fantasies for a reason because they're, they're not going to always be exactly the way you think. You mean you don't get the perfect three-way and four-way connection yeah, all, all the time? You all come at the exact but, same time. Well, you mean, you mean the, <laughs> the chemistry, everything is on point, right? Every single time. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, there's a, there's a show we love, Queer as Folk, and this, this one character, he's, he's, he tells uh, this other you know, playboy guy, he goes, oh, you know, my fantasy is to basically be you for a night. And he talks him into it, you know, he lets him use his apartment, his condo, whatever, and it's a beautiful place, and there's two guys that come over, and, you know, it, he tells everyone that it goes so well, and, you know, there's the best fuck of his life, and the three of them all just, you know, have a great time. And then they show the reality part of it, where he's just fumbling around, and, like, the two guys are playing with each other, and he just gets kind of left out, because, you know, in your mind, it's, you know, let me be this person for a night, and let me have this experience, and... It was nowhere near what you know how we thought it would go in his mind. So it was, it was, it was kind of made me think of that. Wait, you're saying the nerdy accountant on the show doesn't mm-hmm, doesn't have the same experience as the <laughs> as Brian, the Playboy, who fucks multiple dudes every night? Not at all. <laughs> Poor little Teddy just does not have a good time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this this category can can you know go into so many different things with poly, open relationships. Um, there's just a ton of things that could that can lead into uh, multi partner non monogamy. So yeah, anything in this category is just a, a big shift in your relationship dynamic. So as with anything that happens with non-monogamy or anything we talk about tonight, communication, communication, consent, communication, all that stuff, always, always, always. So, you know, take it slow and talk about it. So we mentioned that we're going to have some fantasy submissions. One of them from a content creator friend we felt fit into this category. So let me read it. Her husband is with one or two ladies mm-hmm. while she is in another room not far away, but not directly with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the reverse of a little bit of cuckold. Yeah, for me, that, that fit into, that again, a lot of these could fit into different categories. Um, I, I, we did look it up after we got the cement. I was like, is there, because I'm not familiar, we, we're very familiar with the cuckold, but the cuck for the female, I guess, is cuck queen, maybe? Where she, you know, she knows what's going on, but she's not participating. But uh, yeah, I thought that was, was kind of cool. And she's not actually in the room, but she knows what's going on. That's super hot. I mean, we like to be in the room because it's we like to see each other being pleased. Well, I'm guessing that she knows it's go- it's happening, and then afterwards they're gonna come, and he's gonna give her the play-by-play. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in a absolutely. Dirty, dirty, dirty. dirty. Way. All the all the dirty <laughs> details. <laughs> All right, so what's our second category, babe? Uh, this is a popular one. Uh, BDSM, uh, power control, rough sex, uh, everything that goes into that. And if you're listening, you're probably familiar with the term BDSM. Uh, if you're not, it refers to many things uh, involving bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, uh, sadism, and masochism. So there's, there's, it's such a wide range of sexual practices which would take us probably like two minutes to talk about, but you know, that's just way too long. Uh, but all seriousness, there are so many resources and podcasts that dig into this topic. This, it would take us years to even dig into every single part of this fantasy. Uh, yeah, we're, we're not one of those resources. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> yeah, we have explored very surface level into BDSM, but love that cruises, fetish factory parties, and some lifestyle clubs actually have dungeons with with dungeon masters that will guide couples through Mm -hmm. and they can explore in a safe space. Yeah, that's important to do it safely, for sure. Yeah, so when we've been on cruises, like I know we've we've enjoyed some of the fun little resources they have in the dungeon. We've (laughs) tried the St. Andrew's Cross. Mm-hmm. And the Sibian. I don't know if Sibian's um, BDSM. That's just you getting it on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I associate it with that because it was in the dungeon. <laughs> yeah, just like for the starter kit. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say our favorite of the BDSM tools are definitely our floggers. 
They are handpicked by me. I tried out a few. And our friends in France, our favorite Frenchies, they loved our vloggers so much that we actually gifted our, our yeah. last ones to them. I guess it was hard for them to get like good quality. I don't good know. Good quality leather, good quality. They couldn't find something like similar to what we had. Yeah, those are really good ones. Um, yeah, so we're really BDSM light. And, and there's so many factors that play into some of the actions in the BDSM community, especially, you know, the humiliation, the, you know, the sub-dom parts of it. Uh, that that we we wouldn't even be able to speak to because there's just there's so much going on with that. Uh, we respect it. I, I like to watch it. I don't I don't know that we're or will really get into it that hardcore. But you for sure has some dominance, mm. some BDSM fantasies. They're evolving. I, I think there's a very dark side of me that you know as much as I laugh and joke and or you know try to make people laugh, which fails miserably ninety percent of the time. I think there's a dark Not dark sure. side of me. Yeah. <laughs> I have like a this I don't know it's evolving it's a fantasy it's like where where they they think they're gonna be just punished and they get slapped around a bit and when I say they it means he I don't, I can't see causing pain to a woman I just for me I just can't I can't see it happening well and this is where I find it very interesting is that this fantasy of yours this dark fantasy revolves around dominating men yeah yeah I don't know if it's something you know with episode fifty where I'm I've, taking it out on you know. This, this poor, unfortunate soul <laughs> in pain, in need. Um, but it, it's a little bit like they're, they're a little bit scared, right? And, you know, they know if you're doing this, you're, you're not ever going to go further than they're comfortable going to. But uh, if, <laughs> I know Rachel's never seen Hostel. But um, Hostel Part Two, <laughs> she's giving me, she's giving me the, the, the and movie. I never will see it. She's giving me the, the worst looks. It's something that she would never ever watch. But there's one part where. Where this guy is, you know, they they pay to basically kill somebody, and so this guy like he says, oh no, no, he has this woman in there. He says, no, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill you. It's okay, you're safe. You know, I'm gonna get you out of here. And right when she feels safe is when he just flips the switch and he's like, oh no, 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 and he's gonna, he's like, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> so I kind of like the the idea of like letting them feel safe and like laughing and joking around and then be like, oh, here comes the pain and just demolishing them. I don't know. I don't know. It just kind of seems with fun. consent. Oh, absolutely always 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 well i love the fact that we were out bowling oh, on a random sunday oh. and there mm. happened to be a birthday party for a really sexy girl and her friends and somehow at the end of this i was talking to some guy all about trapeze and lifestyle clubs and you were being picked up by some dude and slapping him in the face. We were, I don't know what happened. I know that we, he's like, hey, let me get some shots. And then this chick gives us some weed. I'm like, what is happening here? I'm just happy about it. But I was very confused. And they're like, come hang out with us. I'm like, well, you have like 25 hotties hanging out with yeah. you at the bowling. I'm like, yeah, we're going to come hang out with you. And we saw our masks on. But somehow, some way, I just, I remember holding this guy by his, by his shirt collar and just slapping him and fucking in the face. And I'm like, this is okay. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> like, okay. I'm sure he asked me to. I don't remember. I'm drunk, but I, I would have not have done it had he not told me to. I was in conversation, so I don't know the transition to how that either. happened. You were talking about but, trap. I was slapping. I don't know. But I do know that he was having a good time. Oh, I kept checking because I started giggling. I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> That's why I want to be like the evil hostile dominatrix. But usually, like, you don't usually slap him in the face. Usually you slap him on he the stomach. must have asked. I, I promise I would never, I mean, the, push, the pusher can vouch for your stomach slaps. Oh, the pusher knows all about it. <laughs> no, I, I promise I would never, ever have hit anyone without, without their request and approval. Yeah, so that was the most random vanilla slash, I don't know, uh, swirly night at the bowling alley. But I know as we've looked into kind of all the activities that, that are in the BDSM world, we know that there's some that can cause serious harm. Oh, yeah, the choking. <laughs> if you're not educated and you don't know how to do it. So actually there was some saying that we saw, if you're drinking, you're not kinking. <laughs> That's very prudent because that can definitely cause some serious harm. Yeah, there's the rope play, uh, choking, uh, many, many things that, you know, if, if you don't, Figure out the rules before you start, and then don't even bother. And then you're not well. And we've seen suspension. There's like hooks. There's oh like yeah. All, there's so much, so much in that whole world. There was a, a documentary called I think it was called Modify, where people did suspension, mm-hmm. and so they actually put the hooks in your back. Uh, yeah, there's so many different ways, and yeah, just make sure you're doing it safely, you're doing it right, you're doing it consensually, and you're having a good fucking time. 
So we're going to take a quick break from Fantasyland and chat about a great way to connect in reality with a community of like-minded, sexy people through our podcast sponsor, Alt Playground. They are taking steps to expand nationally and have announced recent mergers with Swinger Safari, Love Voodoo, and Swingers Underground. What that means for all of us is that there will be thousands more sexies ready to meet us all on one platform. Wait, is Swingers Underground like vampires? I have never been on Swingers Underground, so I don't know, but we might, we might find some vampires, vampires now are, on the Vampires site. are sexy. So one feature we've recently taken advantage of is their community section. Uh, the new Sapphic Swinger community is a perfect place for us to connect with listeners, share new episodes, share pictures. We can have in-depth Bible study. Who wrote that? <laughs> Me? <laughs> oh, just joking. And much more, but uh, please join us at altplayground.net. All right, now that we're done with those evil vampires, let's get back to the categories. Uh, <laughs> this one was really broad, but I like it because I like broads. Uh, this is a novelty, adventure, and variety. And as you can imagine, you might be able to cram every single other thing that we've been talking about into this one, but we think it's kind of cool to break it down in little subsets. Wait, are um, you saying you like a variety of broads? Oh, I do, indeed. <laughs> yes, dearie. <laughs> Uh, so we're kind of brainstorming some things that could fall into this aside from my vagina and uh, public sex came up and I was typing this to Rachel just to think of what her get her ideas on it and it autocorrected to Publix sex so if you know South Florida Publix is a very big uh, grocery store um, so she's like hey you want to <laughs> you want to go to the frozen section and get it on to which I immediately responded huh that's when you go to the produce section and get a pineapple and turn it upside down <laughs> in your cart. <laughs> that is public sex. <laughs> and then meet your newfound friend out in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know if people actually do that. It's supposed to be a thing where if you turn the pineapple upside down in your shopping cart, it's telling people you're a swinger. Cool. I know the upside down pineapple's a thing. That's cool. I don't know if I've ever seen it, but I would, I'm always looking out for it. Uh, anyway, yeah, public sex has... That's been, it's kind of a turn on, especially for me lately. I love Rachel's new toy, uh, the Wii Vibe. I, I, like, that really turns me on to know that, you know, somebody's touching Rachel under the table or I'm touching somebody. And, you know, to try and, like, not show a face and to, to orgasm, you know, when nobody knows that you're orgasming, I think it's fucking hot. That's a hard thing, though, to be subtle orgasming in public without having people yeah. know. So it makes it extra awesomer. <laughs> We've done that before. We did. We had a flight to Chicago, and uh, Rach was in the middle seat, and we actually practiced for a while. So I was like, all right, I'll be touching her. I'll be like, all right, you can't make a face. You can't make a noise. So you got to act like someone's staring at you. Don't let them know that you're having an orgasm. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. So, yeah, I figured her under the blanket in the middle seat on a plane. It was pretty cool. With a gay boy sitting next to us. Yeah, I wonder if he knew what was going on. And What's then, going on? <laughs> I think I was pretty subtle. You did really good. Yeah, you did a really good job. I remember in, in junior high school, I, I I would be able to make myself come. I'd cross my legs and kind of kegel and squeeze my legs together. And this is great because I was like at a Christian junior high school, junior high, high school. So I was in Miss Weinman's English class in eighth grade. And it took like 30 minutes to have an orga- like for, for me to get to the to the climax and I was just squeezing my and I'm doing it right now so cross your leg one leg over the other squeeze them together and then kegel at the same time oh my god I was gripping that desk so hard my fingernails are probably still in that desk and it was so good because I couldn't let anyone know I had to like so I'm like trembling I'm like hold it hold it don't let anybody know okay so have you taken that and fantasized about doing that I don't know on a plane crossing your legs and yeah. squeezing that's why I can't cross my legs for too long so I start feeling good that's awesome. Uh, I had like a night shift when I was in Iraq and I was sitting there and like nobody was around. You know, it was, it was probably, I don't know, probably the midnight to 12 shift or whatever it was. We had our own little nook and I, I had my legs crossed. I'm like, oh God. Because like you don't have any privacy when you're on deployment. Was, you know, you're all bunked together. It's really hard to masturbate. <laughs> so I started squeezing my, my, my legs together. I'm like, oh crap. I was like, I gotta go. So sorry, this is disgusting, but I ran into the porta potty real quick and finished off. But I was like, I can deal with it. <laughs> hey, you built it, but you built it up so much that it, I'm oh, sure it was it took like under 10 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah, <laughs> it took like 10 or seconds. Or 35. <laughs> it took no time at all. Uh, yeah, because you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> so how did we get there? Public sex. Public sex. Public sex. Public sex. <laughs> Grocery store sex. Uh, yeah, we did have, uh, 
we had we had sex in some spots like in different clubs like vanilla clubs and on top of a car one time and um but you know novelty sex could also mean you know fucking you know on your kitchen counter it could be you know fantasies could be it could be so many different things uh yeah it doesn't have to be anything wild it can be an unusual place you're right the kitchen counter you like the butthole (laughs) <laughs> well, it, that could be unusual for some couples. Okay. Yes. All right. If anyone watches Mall Rats, you know what I'm talking about. I forget all the quotes, but it's something. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't like fucking in her car. The novelty can also be things like sensory deprivation. Mm-hmm. So using a blindfold, using a feather, using different things to kind of expand that experience. Or like headphones, so you're not hearing the ambient noise if you need to focus more. I think we did that once where you blindfolded me in, did the headphones, you put some music on. I remember. It was at your mom's house. Well, I remember. I didn't want you to hear my mom busting in without knocking. Again. Uh, They actually do kind of a a sensory play on the cruise, uh, the Swinger Cruise, who we're affiliates with. They do um, do one one day on the cruise where they, they have like some women who are blindfolded and, you know, you can eat candies off their bodies and stuff. So for them, they don't know what's happening. Of course, they have someone, you know, their partner watching over them to make sure everything's on the up and up. But uh, they always get really sexy women. Oh, they call it <laughs> the titillating meet and greet. Yeah, it's very sexy. We definitely want to gobble them up. Other forms of novelty could be exhibitionism. And it doesn't have to be in public necessarily. Obviously, don't go streaking through the quad like I do <laughs> constantly. Um, it could be something as simple as your you know, you pretend you're a stripper, you know, and you strip for your partner or filming yourself. Like if you want to pretend like you're in a, you know, a porn star, like filming yourself. And, you know, it could, there's, there's different ways you could go about doing that. Um, of course, in real life, it could be, you know, having sex at a swinger club or on a, you know, swinger resort um, and having people watch you. That's definitely awesome fantasy. And if that turns you on, great. Like for that one, I love it because you, you know, you're letting go of all those inhibitions and you're not worried about, oh, how's my... You know, how's my butt going to look? Or, you know, how's my O-face look? Because <laughs> honestly, you're probably criticizing yourself more than anyone ever will. And if they're judging you and criticizing you, then, you know, fuck them. You don't need them in your life anyway. I think another thing that fits into this category is also using new toys or mm-hmm. new, new new sexual activities. And so new toys, I know I mentioned the Sibian before, mm-hmm. but I think that's kind of an overlap to the novelty type category where that was an experience I always wanted to have and I do want to have it again that's pretty adventurous yeah that that toy is pretty adventurous yeah any of those sex toys can be uh yeah definitely something new and different yeah or or the first time that a woman uses a strap-on with another woman oh that's that's gotta be huge fantasy of course and we'll get into more the you know the gender play with uh fantasies but so uh we have a uh, another fantasy submittal uh Rich would you care to read sure I'm in a college class, and it's about human anatomy. The subject of the day is reproductive anatomy. So the professor uses me for a demo. He makes me strip and sit on his desk with my legs open. He then goes through each part of the female anatomy and then proceeds to go into a sort of sexuality lesson and starts to pleasure me in front of the entire class. Other students are asked to come up for closer views and to copy what he is doing. You can imagine where it goes from there. That's awesome. Oh, my God. I'm getting a little wet thinking about that. <laughs> I knew That's you. fucking hot. That's awesome. I mean, that had to be super intimidating at first. Then you're just like, you're getting off on everybody looking at you and being an exhibitionist. Well, there. yeah, I put that's why I put that under that section, the exhibition section. Uh, obviously, it could be multiple partners. It could be multitude of things. But, yeah, that's really cool. Just to be be there wide open, you know, it's like, all right, here's the clitoris. And here's how you lick it. <laughs> I know Swinging Down Under lately, um, Kate was talking about experiences being like a cam girl. And that's kind of an entirely different way to do the whole exhibition thing. That's got to be very intimidating, but also probably really exciting and arousing and and empowering. Sure. I I haven't really seen any cam performances, cam girl performances, so I can't really speak to it. But I, I can imagine it's just, you know... I think they, you know, do they, um, people log on, pay to log on, and then tell you what they want you to do? Or? I believe so, yes. Okay, okay. I can see that. That'd be really, really cool. Good for her. That's awesome. And that, that's kind of, you know, ties. Exhibitions and voyeurism always, you know, usually pretty tie in, to, tie in together. You know, there's, in, like you are just saying, the cam performances. So, you know, in real life, you could be, you know, watching or you could be, you know, seeing the cam performances. So that, that definitely plays in together. That's pretty cool. 
Um, stuff that might fall in this category, cosplay. I know there's uh, a lot of like the, the furries convention. Are you familiar with those? I am not. I, I don't know a lot about them. I know there was, oh, there, was, there was some state where the governor or somebody approved a furries convention not knowing what it was. They thought it was like dogs and cats. And it's people dressing up. Yeah, they up. dress up. I think they dress up as kind of like mascots, I think, sort of. I, you know, I, I'm basing this on my watching of like Law and Order, Bones, like all the like CSI where they where they go to these conventions and they're like, and I, I love those shows, but I hate them too because they go to these conventions and they're like, oh, this is so weird, like fucking freaks and like, like are they go to swing, swinging parties? Like, why do people do this? So they, they kind of like shed such a bad light on stuff like this. Most of the time, these shows do. Yeah, but I think they dress up and, you know, they have you know, puppy piles and different... I, I should have done research on this. I apologize. Please don't hate me for this. Back to the governor, or whoever it was, approved it. And he didn't realize what it was. And it was just like, you know, kind of a, this convention, which is totally fine. Um, but he was just embarrassed because he's like, oh, I don't know. Like, who cares? <laughs> it's that's, consensual. It's adults. Absolutely. Like, that's, that's so interesting. And I bet it's very soft. <laughs> oh, I bet he's so nice. I want to hug but, him. I mean, if, if that's what turns you on and, and yeah. gets you excited, no judgment. Let that's me, fucking awesome. Let me make sure. Uh, yeah. Whatever floats your boat. Cosplay, any kind of dress up. Role play. Absolutely. It's funny. I think Miss uh, Monogamish and Miss Swinging uh, Uninterrupted posted really hot pictures of themselves as uh, Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. And um, Jay from Average Swingers like, yep. He's like, there's two fantasies right there. <laughs> like, you know, we all have our celebrity fantasy. And, like, maybe your partner watches see you dress up like that and have sex with, you know, that particular person. So, oh, a thousand yeah, rock percent. On. And, and I think that's one of the amazing things about the Swinger lifestyle, too, is because there's so many costumes and themes. You can really expand on your personal fantasies and on your partner's fantasies. Mm-hmm. And our favorite is Schoolgirl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We absolutely love that. And then that also ties in a little bit with like, there's, you know, some fantasies about having sex with someone much younger or much older. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, the schoolgirl is to, you know, portray kind of someone of a certain age and just make sure they are of, of a proper age. Uh, but yeah, schoolgirl fantasy, definitely. That's hot. Like bending over, seeing that skirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, that reminds me, there's, a, there's somebody sent us in a fantasy that ties in a little bit with the the low low skirt i'll let you read that one that's coming up in a minute but swingers help when we posted on twitter they said something about someone tried to do uh toe fucking without consent which obviously big no-no and i I wrote it back i said does that mean they're trying to fuck you with their toe right i know i don't think we got a response back but they did also mention a nuru massage we had no idea. So thank you for educating us. It is a Japanese erotic massage where the masseuse rubs their body against their client's body and they are both naked. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's how we always massage you. <laughs> when I'm too drunk and I was like, all right, just lay down, baby. I'm going to massage you. <laughs> and I just kind of squirming around you with oil and see what happens. Well, the Nuru massage also finishes with a happy ending. Uh, and so does, do we. <laughs> as does my drunk massage. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the pressure of just the body alone feels mm-hmm. nice, right? Like, I like I like compression a lot. Like, that feels really good to me. You don't have to actually massage, like, just pushing down. That that feels really good. So I can see that. But also the connection, like, feeling someone else's body, you know, could feel pretty awesome. Well, and I love when we do massages like that together. But that also could be super erotic to have a stranger mm-hmm. doing it to you and just kind of you're receiving all this pleasure. I would have to see how that feels. I, I know when, when I get a massage, like if she's rubbing up on my thigh, I'm like, I definitely get a little tingle. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> so to have someone's actually naked body, I, I don't know, I'd have to, I'd like to be interested in how, what kind of technique they do. Um, I don't care if it's a happy ending or not, I don't really give a shit, but I'd be really curious to feel if there's like some kind of connection going on. So thank you, Swingers Help, for enlightening us. And another thing we were thinking about for fantasies is dirty talk, which is not something we have uh, really engaged in. We do listen to Dan Savage from Savage Lovecast, who's absolutely amazing. And he says, if you're new to to Dirty Talk and you want to get into it, because it can be a little maybe intimidating or, you know, you might feel a little weird about doing it because it's, what do I do? What do I say? Um, He he had a good good explanation. He says, number one, tell them what you're going to do. Number two, tell them what you're doing. And number three, tell them what you just did. So that's interesting. So we're going to give you a live demo right now. Are you ready, Rich? You ready? No. <laughs> I'm about to take my two very dirty fingers. No, they're clean. I promise. I'm about to touch your pussy because I know you're turned on. No. Damn it. All right. So dirty dirty talk doesn't work if, number one, they won't let you touch them. <laughs> this was not a good demo. <laughs> 
Although in some of the play situations we've been in, I have been very intrigued with hearing some of the dirty talk that our friends have used. Yeah, I fucking like it. Yeah, it was cool. We had one, one cool play situation where he was, he was kind of narrating it. And he's like, oh my God, you're touching her so well. Was, you know, we were fucking his wife. And he's talking about like, oh, she loves when you do that. I can see in her face. And oh, your kids. Like he was just, he was doing a really good job of kind of narrating. <laughs> now if he had like, um, who's the March of the Penguins guy who narrates everything? Morgan Freeman? Morgan Freeman. <laughs> if he had March of the Penguin us, that would have just been even better. Yeah, that was a hot play session. Yeah, it was indeed. So speaking of hot sessions, I'm going to read the next submission from our friends. And then Rach can do the one after this. Our next submission for fantasy, it's kind of funny actually, goes as follows. A naughty realtor showing us a house and seducing us both into a threesome in the home that is for sale. And, this is the best part, the owners accept our low offer and the inspection goes through like a champ and all for a sweet rate of 3% for 30 years. (laughs) Uh, Are they turned on by the interest rate or by the low offer or by the the threesome? I don't know. It's pretty funny. It's fucking awesome. I love that one. So on to our next category. Our next category relates to taboo and forbidden sex. So these would be fantasies about incest, animal play. Mm. Well, you know. I don't know. These are. Defecating. I don't know. Different different types of fetishes. You know, know, yes. Incest is definitely forbidden. Don't do it. Uh, Sex with animals. I believe in most states it is or should be. Pedophilia, all, the, yeah. all that oh, stuff yeah. falls yeah. into this right. to this category. Right. Bad, bad, bad. Absolutely bad. Um, I will say, like, I do sometimes like watching porn where they pretend like they're stepfather and stepdaughter or stepbrother and stepsister. I don't know. Something about it because it's forbidden. I've read erotic stories like that, too, and I've yeah. masturbated to that. I, I kind of like it because it's you're not supposed to be doing it. Like, there's something about it. Or, like, public sex where, you know, you're on the bus and you're, you know, kind of slipping it in, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's hot. Uh, real life, don't fucking do it. Um, but there could be, like, you know, other things like, you know, fantasize about, you know, licking different body parts that aren't normal. Maybe a nostril, uh, I don't know, a feet, armpit. Armpit. Just different, different stuff like that. And I could see as that being a little more taboo. Um, that's not necessarily forbidden. You absolutely are legally allowed to lick somebody's nostril. I don't know. This one, this category is a little off because if, you know, if you're into some of this stuff and you pursue it, it's definitely a big no-no. I get that you might fantasize about stuff like this. Uh, Something like rape fantasy might fall into this. Uh, Not something I totally understand because I think it's, that's probably, you know, the absolute worst thing that can happen to you except for death or or losing someone you love. Um, So I don't get it. I I could see how someone might have in their brain that it's the ultimate, like, I have no control, and it could be some kind of form of BDSM. But, Rach, you actually had, when we were talking about this, you had actually looked up the, a little bit of the psychology behind it. Yes, very superficially. There was a, a study that I read where people that said that they had a rape fantasy when they were actually shown scenes of rape that was violent or mm-hmm. dramatic in real life, they were not aroused at all, even right. though they claimed to have that as a mm-hmm. fantasy of arousal. And I think, obviously, if if you're with a trusted partner and you want to kind of do that as a role play thing, mm-hmm. I can see how that could be arousing. But I found this study super interesting, where they claimed that when they actually saw pain or violence, well, I don't or, think I don't think people that have this fantasy actually want to do it or encourage it or are happy about it. I think it's it's something different than, you know, the actual pain and, you know, horrible thing of rape. Right. Um, or certainly not victims of sexual assault. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe someone is reliving it to reclaim something that happened. I don't know. This True. is, it's a True. really, that's something for someone way smarter than I am <laughs> and way more sober than I am. I'd be really curious to talk with someone if anyone wants to talk about it, how and why they, they, they want to do it. And that's, that's okay. We don't, Again, we don't, ju- you know, we're not judging or labeling anyone as, as weird or strange or abnormal. That's, you know, it's on you. But I think that would fall into taboo, uh, you know, forbidden sex. Again, as long as consensual and, and legal and you're good to go. 100%. All right. We had another submission for taboo forbidden sex. We have a meeting at her office. Her secretary escorts us to the conference room where she is wearing a very low-cut blouse under her power suit jacket. Her skirt is low, but still passes for office appropriate. 
As she does her presentation, she knows just how to bend to give us a peek of what is under the skirt. Once she's done, she sits up against the conference room table, spaced perfectly between us both, and asks us if there's anything else she can do for us. She runs her hand down her breast and smiles seductively. Each of our hands slide up her respective pantyhose leg as we rise to kiss her neck. Please deposit 9.95 for the next minute of our story. Conference, table, sex, romp. Please deposit 9.95. That's all we got. That's all we got. Oh, screw you. That fantasy goes way, way more. It should. I like it. Mm. <laughs> Me too, baby doll. All right. Uh, the next category we want to chat about is Rachel getting another whiskey drink. All right, I'll chat about while Rachel gets a drink. What are you pouring, baby? Do you want one? Old-fashioned? Old-fashioned. I had old-fashioned one back in 1992. <laughs> it was the best thing I ever had in my entire life. All right. My beautiful Rachel has gotten another old-fashioned. Yeah. All right, so our last category is on erotic flexibility. And this um, focuses mostly on your sexual orientation or your curiosity about exploring being sexual with someone of the same gender, uh, however you identify. You know, most frequently, I think women are going to fantasize about being with other women. Um, I feel like men should have the same ability to be curious about being with other men in a perfect world. (laughs) One big category for this is uh, gender swap. So you may have a fantasy of, you know, him being you know, a little more effeminate, uh, maybe being in lingerie, uh, in drag, maybe high heels, uh, whatever, whatever feels right for you. You know, there could be fantasies about, you know, the woman, you know, in the boxers and the, oof, the cute button down work shirt of the guys, which hello, sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, and her, you know, strapping it on. Yeah. I think that's so fucking hot. Just a woman in like mm-hmm. a guy's shirt with, uh, oh, yes. no underwear and mm-hmm. Wow, having a strap on too. Mm. All right. Instant witness. So let's talk about our fantasies. (laughs) I will say the erotic flexibility can be more expanded too because our favorite kind of porn that we watch together is actually gay male porn. Mm -hmm. And watching that gets us super excited. I would love to see it at the club or, or, you know, more situations. Uh, Sadly, it's not as accepted uh, in lifestyle. But I think the biggest flexibility for, you know, some, some of the fantasies would be pegging where a woman straps on and, and has anal sex with a guy. And we've had many men that said, hey, you know, are you girls into pegging? Because I'd love for you to do that for me, which, you know, we're very honored, but it's, you know, not something that, that we're really into. But, you know, it, I think the biggest fear for some people is, oh, my God, I'm gay, you know, I'm gay or bi if I want to try this. And, you know, for some, maybe, you know, doing some of this is them exploring their sexuality or maybe it's 100% not that you could be you know the biggest most alpha guy and just say hey whatever I like I like when my woman straps it on and and fucks me okay awesome having these fantasies about it is is just you starting to think about you know and you can talk about any of the fantasies we discussed today it could be you just figuring out what it feels like to be in that situation you could be rehearsing it you could say all right what would I feel like if you know my wife strapped it on or my girlfriend strapped it on and did this to me and go from there. Like, I think that's what all the fan- that's what fantasies come, come to be about, right? A thousand percent. And you might really decide, hey, this, this is interesting. You want to explore it more. I mean, we've heard numerous podcasts that we, that our first one we listened to, I think it was Swinging, Swinging Along, mm-hmm. where they had a month of like anal play. It was like anal exploration month or something. And just, just trying things out and taking your fantasies from okay, this is my basic, this is my fantasy at its basic level and taking it a step further each time. Mm-hmm. And maybe adding, adding another implement, whether it's a blindfold, whether it's a flogger. Yeah. Just different things to enhance that, that fantasy. Yeah, and th- that's where it starts at. Like you just thinking about, would I enjoy something like this? Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, maybe that's where people are with their sexuality initially. I'm like, well... You know, as a woman, would I enjoy kissing another woman? What would that feel like? You know, as a as a junior higher, I was like, damn, that feels really good in my special spot. <laughs> and then, you know, I suppress it and didn't pursue it. But, you know, fantasies are are, are, are there for that, just to kind of start to consider it. And, you know, if you want to, you're thinking maybe, hey, I might like this pegging. Maybe ask my wife first to, you know, maybe start rimming, you know, start licking the butthole and seeing how that feels. Does that feel good? Maybe, you know, your next step is... Or for, you know, for whomever, you know, 
whoever was doing this. Uh, maybe I'd like, uh, you know, to try putting a finger in there. You know, just like step by step. Just, you know, nothing has to be rushed into and nothing has to be embarrassing or, or you know, shameful, right? Uh, absolutely, especially, especially with your partner. Obviously, you're sharing your fantasies with them. So hopefully you have that level of trust and confidence in them to be able to comfortably move move through the fantasies and, mm-hmm. and yeah make realities absolutely <laughs> so the the erotic flexibility too i also think about you and i have both said oh my god if if we could have a dick for one day what oh, the fuck yeah. would we do everything and, <laughs> right we, we would we, we would go around and we would fuck every every uh, woman that we could every every every, every, every man man that we could like everyone yeah. everyone who's willing to accept my penis because it'd be gone the next day and it would be definitely diseased and just horribly rotted off so yes i think about that too like especially when we use like strap on sometimes i get that cock envy and just like super excited to to have that and the power it's empowering yeah, yeah. to have this this tool that you can you know inject into a woman or men <laughs> of course it's powerful you know my clit is not that big it's, <laughs> it's only about four inches so i don't feel that powerful <laughs> my strap on's way bigger but i love that feeling and i i get off on that feeling and I, I will say when I masturbate, I I sometimes fantasize about that. Oh, I absolutely do. Oh, 100%. There's so much you can do. We can absolutely strap it on, but I I would love doing a little secret fucking, you know, with my, my strap on, like, somewhere. That'd be hot. Uh, 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 oh, uh, that's uh. on our list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, it's fun, though. This is, uh, is actually, you know, kind of brought up some stuff. And furries, I promise we're going to look it up. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about you furries. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this we've we've hardly scratched the surface. We're like 0.05% into you know all the different fantasies that are out there. Um, but we hope you get something out of it. But we do have one more submission from some of our friends. Uh, I think we'll go paragraph by paragraph. It's so wonderful. I might steal it all to myself though. All right. What could they be? The mist dressing up as Optimus Prime, Mister becoming the living embodiment of the Goblin King. Or a disgustingly drunken night where our favorite fuck-shit-uppers decide that both of us are firmly on their agenda. Or was it a little more mundane? With a day off with sexy friends while we work our way through bottles of bubbly and some delightfully naughty experimental fun. It could be, well, all of these things and indeed more. But we're going for something else. A party. Something so legend. Wait for it. Dairy. That it will be spoken of in times to come. They might even make a song about it. The song may or may not be as good as a toss a coin to your witcher. Why a party, you might ask? Well, we've been locked down, removed from our friends and loved ones for the most part. Many are oceans and continents away. So in our fantasy, we all quite literally come together. <laughs> from the friends we've met on travels, on the show, in clubs, on the beaches, well, you get the idea. They all come together for possibly the finest orgy we could ever imagine. Surrounded by sexy friends, we all begin to remove our clothes and enjoy the excesses of a virus-free environment. Hey, it's our fantasy. <laughs> we drink, we be merry, we fuck shit up, and we thank each other for hopping into our bed. And when everything seems like it's over, we begin anew and celebrate the world working itself out, the obvious sexiness in the room, and the pure joy of coming together again. It's ostentatious, it's grand. And it's the world's finest orgy with us and our amazing friends. And finally, when all are spent and satiated, we have bacon. <laughs> <laughs> that is just like a poem for me. I feel like we could rework this to make it poet, like like a poem. It's almost there anyway. But like, I think some minor tweaks and we could submit this to some kind of journal. Fuck yeah. And we it. need to make the world's finest orgy happen. <laughs> I love it. As long as there's bacon, I'm in. This needs to be on the schedule for 2021. God, I love it. I might whittle it into a piece of wood. That was just wonderful. <laughs> and put it over our bedpost. Oh, don't think I won't. <laughs> Have you met me? <laughs> you have to cover it up when the family comes over. Oh, shit. Didn't think about that. <laughs> shit. All right, we'll figure it out. Oh, that was a lot of fun, but I'd say right now my fantasy is to probably wrap up this podcast. I think that's a good statement, babe. So... Before we close out, I did want to mention that we will be doing a crazy, awesome challenge, which will involve a lot of sex. 
a lot of sex (laughs) on October 10th. And we're actually going to be posting a video on Twitter in the next week to explain the challenge in more details. Yeah, there's there's a lot going to be going on there. I don't know if my vagina can handle it, but we'll see what happens. We will make it work, love. <laughs> in the meantime, if you'd like to connect with us, hop on over to our website, sapphicswingers.blogspot.com, or connect with us on Twitter or the dating sites at sapphicswingers. And we'd like to thank uh, allplayground.net again for your sponsorship for this episode. Uh, be sure to check out their site and get your freak on. What, what? <laughs> Uh, Until next time, uh, stay safe, stay sexy, and spread the love. Love y'all. Thank you so much for listening.